Yo, I remember Sunday mornings back in 1996 Right in front of the television, mama can't tell me shit Do the dishes, boy, rocket power on, let me skip Nah, never said that, I ain't crazy, let's reminisce Chubby boy trying to figure out life and play his part Voice on TV asking me if I'm afraid of the dark Nah, never was, help me grow into something proper Beating beats, got him screaming out, ah, I'm a real monster I got in the sports slate, you never would see me dribble Mama gave birth to a genius, they calling a DD pickle I'm in Dexter's lab, trying to check out them deaf toys After that, chilling with Ralph, making fun of them head boys Pop's not around, I'm learning from Uncle Phil and Bill Cosby I get in the situation, they got me 25 Still awaiting my letter from Hogwarts Yo, this 90s kid is still like a child of some sort Man. Hello and welcome to the Masters of Mediocrity podcast. I'm your host, Max Kesslering, and I'm here, as always, with a co-host with the most, Fraser Kesslering. How are you? Good, man. It's going to be a zombie pod. We got a sleepy... Zombie Fraser's here. Sleepy, sick, Fraser in the podcast studio. I don't feel tired, but I, I look tired. You look really tired. You look like a zombie. People aren't even shy when they see me. They're like, hey, <laughs> you look Fraser, sh- you look like shit. <laughs> Say I know. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for pointing that out. Yeah. I'm not even offended. <laughs> you nothing, know what I mean? I would be offended. There's nothing worse than someone comes up to you and says, you look like shit. Now, a lot of times people say like a backhanded, like, you look tired. It's like, yeah, I know I'm tired. Yeah. Don't tell me. And then I had one time someone told me, oh, you look tired. I was like, oh, thanks. I'm not that tired, but thanks for telling me. And then later that day when I was leaving, they go, go get some sleep. I'm like, fuck you. I don't need sleep. I'm fine. You got <laughs> also, fired up Max in the building. Don't tell me what to do. You don't yeah, tell I'm, me to, to sleep. I sleep when I want to sleep. Yeah, mom, I moved out. I moved out. You can't tell me I look tired, mom. <laughs> it wasn't mom. Mom and dad, stop trying to act like I'm your kid. <laughs> I'm going to clap back. <laughs> clap back at the mom and dad. Mom, I said you ain't got no shit on me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Get into some quick hits real quick. Everyone, go to our Facebook page, our Instagram, and our Twitter. We're trying to make them as big as possible. Yep. We're trying to post as much as possible. The Twitter's getting new things. Freighter's getting hot on the Twitter. I'm hot. Strictly sports takes. I don't even know if I'm going to use my Twitter, like my normal Twitter anymore. It's just going to be Masters Miyaki, just like all... Because sp- that's how I like tweet about it anyways. It's yeah. like sports. See, so might as well do it on there. Yeah, pretty much. So, and same with our Facebook page. It's a lot of highlight videos, a lot of articles, um, basically... Anything that we find interesting, we find from The Ringer, ESPN, Sports Illustrated, uh, NBA, NFL. That's definitely a really good place to like get all that stuff. We're not doing podcasts. Mm-hmm. That's like all the stuff that we find interesting and funny. So definitely check that out. I mean, every day there's going to be tons of new stuff posted there. It's not going to be like flooding your, you know, it's not. we're not spamming. No, we won't spam you. Only the stuff that you really want to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was looking for a very long time to find... Uh, Tia Dosich, Milos Tia Dosich's behind the head pass to a Dude, cutting DeAndre Jordan because that, that was, was sick, sick. But I couldn't find the right link oh, on really? Twitter to make or on uh, Facebook to make it easy. So I'll get that one for the guys. I'll get it on the Facebook page. Milos Tia Dosich, you guys got to see this pass. He's it was man. so hype. He has like eyes in the back of his head, flop head, head mop, head mop mm-hmm. <laughs> in the back of his mop. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. So go on the Facebook, go on the Twitter, follow us. Um, also, uh, you want to just get into it? Yeah. Let's just get sure. into it. Um, so, Frazier and I went to, we're going to start off with college basketball. Frazier yep. and I went to the Loyola versus Kansas State Elite Eight game. Or no, yeah, Elite Eight game. Mm-hmm. So, they to make it to the Final Four. Um, so, what were your thoughts on that game? It was fun. It was, it was a good time, man. College basketball, it's completely different than the NBA. The NBA, those games are like kind of like a circus. The only, the past game that I went to... Before this one was the Syracuse game, it was a few years ago. They weren't very good, and I think their best player went out with like a torn ACL in that game. Yeah, so it was a super <laughs> not hype game. Um, but this game was fun. It had it had great atmosphere. Uh, but there's not all the side stuff that you get in the NBA. Yeah. Like during during timeouts, it's just you know people talking and stuff like that. It um, sounds like a high school game. Yeah, Kinda. we're NBA. It's like you always have something going on. Mm-hmm. Always. Every time out, we watch a lot of games on League Pass. So we see all the weird timeout people shooting hot dog cannons. Last night I was watching something for Grubhub where they were just like passing out chicken nuggets. <laughs> which is awesome. Which was dope. 
Um, so you just don't get that kind of stuff. And like music during the game too. Yep. Yeah. I don't know if that retracts from the game at all, but sometimes it would take me out of the game to not, by having those like in between things that kind of keep you, uh, keeps engaged. you focused and engaged. Yeah. Forward. Your eyes looking forward at the game. Where I guess it was kind of nice when like you'd actually have a break for the action. You can kind of just like reset or talk. So that's kind of nice. So I, I guess it could go either way. I just found maybe because most of the NBA games that I went to were like high intensity mm-hmm. ones. Yeah. So so was this one, but like I don't know. I I liked them both, but they're very different. I like the family atmosphere that they had at this one. I know there's a lot of families that'll bring their younger kids, whereas an NBA game, this the same people may not be there. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with an earlier start. You know, this was a six o'clock game instead of an eight o'clock game. It's a lot easier to bring your kids out to a college basketball game than it would be an NBA. Also, the fan sections. Fan sections were awesome. Very cool. There was one dude, he was so hyped. <laughs> this guy, I swear, they they must have saw him standing up in the 300s or the 400s. They saw him getting like hype before the game. They, brought, they him down. brought him down, I swear, just for the fan section. He was stretching pregame. He was, he was like warming up his arms. And man, he was hyped, this guy, for a Loyola. This is he probably was like, great. He was probably like a 6'2". 260 pound black guy 260 pound no nah, way he was like two he was probably like 240 200, 200. no he was bigger than that he was a big boy though he was a big boy he, he made was an there. amazing like catch over the banister to catch a t-shirt cannon obviously he caught it obviously he was obviously. so ready he was so he stretching. full on i mean you would have thought he had Giannis's like wingspan with that catch was he was sweet. like all the way out there and he played it off like he was hype about it but he didn't pump it up like he hasn't been. He's been. He's there been there. I love he's, that. That dude's caught a few shirts. That's all I'm gonna <laughs> he's say. He's a good fan. He's caught a few shirts, no doubt. So let's get into the Loyola game actually itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for those who don't know, Loyola moved on as an 11 seed to play in the Final Four, fourth ever against Michigan, the three seed. So, what's your take on the game uh, that was played? Basically, Loyola played an incredibly efficient game. Um, there was a few parts in the second half where they got sloppy, but for the most part, they were hitting all their foul shots. Number 14, I believe it was 14. Yeah. Richardson, I think. His yeah. Name was. He was on fire. He, he was, was completely great. unconscious and like they were getting good looks. That was the difference is mm-hmm. they were getting good looks and they weren't turning the ball over mm-hmm. where, uh, K state was, was, they weren't as efficient with the, with the ball. Totally. I would agree. I think it was impressive to see how well organized and how, just proficient the Loyola offense was. I think they did a really good job of moving the ball. They set a lot of really like slip screens. They had a lot of movement in their offense. They did kind of a Princeton style where they would uh, drop the ball off at the top of the key, which kind of forces the defenders to move a lot unless they switch. Kansas State did not switch that game. They stayed home on their man. Um, whereas Loyola on the defensive end, they switched the entire game. They, they, they switched everybody, which... You know, it's a give and take, but it allows your defenders to save a little energy, especially if you have sh- shallow benches. Um, my biggest takeaway from that game, though, is that the shots that Loyal were getting were better, and they didn't force anything, whereas Kansas State was forcing a ton of shots. They were forcing a lot of drives. Forcing a lot. Um, they had that, Loyola had that big guy, 25 to the lefty. When he got the ball in the post, like, he wasn't giving up position. No. And when he got he, when he got his position, it was pretty much over. Yep. He would just back you down and bury you. He's like, why are you burying me? I'm not dead. <laughs> Shut up. You're going to wake the neighbors. <laughs> it was one of those situations. <laughs> I know Charles Barkley was pretty impressed with the kids game. Uh, they were, we were watching the halftime show um, that was done by TNT. That was cool. I yeah. like that on the TV. Yeah. But Atlanta, can we get a bigger TV, <laughs> bigger monitor, or whatever you want? They to call had it? a TV like a a freshman, a female freshman in college <laughs> dorm room TV. This shit, shit is like fourteen, 14 inches, inches, big as my laptop. It's fourteen inches, but the frame makes it thirty six inches. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's one of those like real early old flat screens. It's like. 480p it's not even 720 it's 480 this thing is a piece of crap that's what atlanta had at their thing i liked that it was smaller just because you could see the game more but i don't think no one ever (laughs) 
I don't know. The the Cleveland one's absurd. It pulls fire out of it. So that's sick. But the thing is, <laughs> that's like, sick. Okay. In an NBA stadium, there's thirty thousand people. You're pretty much on top of the game. Like, there's not a real bad seat in the no. house. It's though that in hockey. There's Never not a bad, bad seat. seat. I mean, even it, uh, we've set up three hundred levels, and it's you know it's it far, but like I can see fine. Yeah. And like. I would have really liked a, just a little bigger TV. Yeah, I can just see that. for highlights and replays. Because when I was watching replays, I'm like, they're literally the exact same size as what I'm looking at on the ground. <laughs> That's not great. Yeah, and like I know it's probably expensive renovation, but as far as renovation goes, it's like I feel like it's a fairly new arena. It felt new. I liked the arena. Mm-hmm. It was in general. I thought it was it was you know nice and yeah. Food choice was just okay. Food choice was just okay. I like when teams bring in the local flavor of the area. So, like Boston, they'll have some sort of a seafood dish. I mean, what have you? You've had something from there, right? Yeah, I had a thirty-eight dollar crab cake <laughs> or uh, lobster roll at a uh, Boston playoff game. And they have lobster at uh, the San Francisco Stadium. San and Francisco, that, that was really good. They have a full section of like just four local baseball knows what's up yeah baseball does know baseball what's up they do crazy stuff mm-hmm. and with the newer newer teams they've definitely r- like ramped up the dining experience mm-hmm. um but like oakland like the black hole is the best shit. thing to get there was like a corn dog that was the worst place we've ever been to and that has for all those rockstar people out there salem stadium that place had legitimately the worst power trip that blue energy drink was the only good thing there. I used to sling power trip at school. <laughs> Want to talk about how you used to hustle? Yeah, man. Middle school? Dude, I always had a side hustle when I was younger. So this place, shout out to Sonny's over by uh, Landing. They're still there. They actually got a food truck now. Shout out to Sonny's. They're great. But I used to go. They had a buy one, get one free power trip. So I used to buy them by the case. And then I put them in my backpack. And this is before I had a car. I would bike... From Sunny's back to my house is about a mile, but I'd bike with like 24 cans. And then at school, I would bring them and then like people, I would just sell them throughout the day. I'd sell them for $2 a piece. And you bought them for 50 cents a piece, right? I bought them for a dollar a piece. But then. And oh. I sold them for two. For two. That's so I was, was doubling my money. Perfect. Yeah. So I just did that for like. Six months or something. No, it was like, I probably sold, probably sold like 10 cases. You made then, some money on that. Yeah, I bought a new driver with that money. <laughs> Sweet. Shout yeah. out to, <laughs> to Scheman. Um, so we were talking about college basketball. The college basketball's number one pick last year finally played Markel Fultz. He played in the beginning of the season, correct? Right, but he I mean, he played like two games or something in limited yeah. minutes. So, I mean, he had limited minutes in this game, but over 14 minutes, he still had 10 points. He uh, shot eight ton, assists. Though. I mean, five of 13, that's fine. Yo, he's averaging more than a shot a minute. Or no, no, no. He's played shot 14 minute. minutes. Yeah, about a shot a minute. That's kind of a lot. It's kind of a lot of shots. He's still at eight assists, though. You do that per 36 minutes. Like, let's say he played 32 minutes. You know, you get up 30 shots. 30 That's shots. A lot, a lot of, of shots. shots. For someone who's just coming back. But it's good. It's good to see he's getting his confidence in. Um, he didn't play with Ben Simmons. He played uh, in relief of Ben Simmons. Right. They, they kind of switched. So one would play, then the other would play. Yep. Um, so we don't know how they're going to fit together because Fultz didn't look like he wanted to take part in being a role player. Yeah. He kind of wanted to be the center of attention. He was the primary ball hander. It looked like, and I think the best, what's best for Philly is for him to come off the bench in that role right now. I don't want them to screw with the chemistry that they're building right now. I think Philly's a dangerous team. Um, but it's interesting to see Markrell Fultz, what he could do because if he can be effective in that backup point guard role, he could help their bench because their bench is not amazing. But if he's going to screw with the chemistry, I don't even—I don't think that's worth it at all because Ben Simmons has been awesome this year. He has been. He's basically been averaging, he's been averaging a triple-double over the past 10 games. He's been really good. One thing that I think could be interesting is crunch time, they haven't been great because teams are able to sag off Ben Simmons more. Right. Which he, a lot of times, can take advantage of. But a lot of times will end with Embiid getting the ball at like, the, the high post. post yeah. And then Embiid trying to do something with you know eight seconds left on the shot clock. He's trying to do too much, too, I think. Yeah, so it could be good to see Fultz in that role as a secondary um, attacker, secondary finisher. And you he, know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. to, to help um, you know get the offense going a little more. 
And you can see that he was a playmaker. He got eight assists for the team. Playmaker, thank you. Yeah. So, I mean, he got eight assists in 14 minutes. That's a lot of he assists. Got eight assists? Eight assists. Are you sure? Yeah. Wow. Eight assists and four rebounds. That's, I mean, that's a lot of yeah. assists. That's a decent amount of rebounds for a guard. You know, it means you're being effective. He's a big boy. He's a big boy. He's a big boy. He's surprisingly you big, oh, you big. big. You big boy now. He he's, big boy. he's like thick. You know what I mean? He thuck. Was he, he a 6'3", something like that? Yeah, but he's big. He's a he, big 6'3". Oh, that's, that's a lot of 6'3". I'm telling you, that's what a lot of Chick-fil-A will do to your body, though. <laughs> yeah. give you a moon pie face and make you thuck. <laughs> and he's on that Chick-fil-A heavy. Yeah, he is. That's his favorite food. Not open on Sundays. It is not. It's a travesty. No, we <laughs> don't really get to eat there because we're northern, but dude, we're getting one. Uh, in Rochester, you're getting one. I'm moving. Uh, see ya. This see is Chick Fil A in Boston. You think so? Oh, oh yeah, I'm moving. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! <laughs> we're taking this on the road. I'm moving Friday, uh, March twenty or March thirtieth. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Frazier's moving to Boston. I am. He's being a big boy. Anyone in Boston, hit me up. I'm going to have no friends. <laughs> no friends and no cash because my apartment is dumb expensive for no reason. <laughs> so if you're someone who lives in Boston and you love listen to the podcast, <laughs> we love doing free shit, <laughs> Frazier's available. Yep. Almost exclusively always. Will you pay for friends? You sound that sounds sketchy. That sounds like some dark alley. Well, you'll pay for ratings. I will pay for ratings, but I will not pay for friends. You got anyone to email you about ra- no ratings? Our our listeners suck. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Uh, f- it just shows that all our listeners are they got they got it. Oh, we got the money. They got the money. Yeah, they, they don't, don't need, need my petty cash, change. Yeah, because you don't even have it. I gotta step it up. But yeah, so Fraser's going to Boston. We're gonna be recording. I guess we'll just talk about this now instead of at the end. Um, Frazier's going to Boston. We're going to be recording. I got uh, a new job. I'm no longer a, a pariah of the system. I'm a part of the system. <laughs> part of like, your Shout cog to in the brother. wheel. Shout um, out to big brother. We're going to be doing this. Uh, you guys are still going to get the same podcast. Um, we'll we're be gonna here every it, week. We're going to try to get it out every single day. We haven't figured out what day we're going to do. Every single week. Every single week. Yeah. yeah but one day a week. Sorry. Yeah. So as soon as he's figured out his schedule, we'll get it locked down to a particular day, so you also know when it's coming out, and we'll we'll keep you updated on the whole the whole process. So, so let's get back to Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Frazier's moving to Boston. We're talking about the let's talk about the the East. You know, do you think that Philadelphia could get the three seed? They're basically like a couple games out. I want to say. Um, and they have a shot at beating Cleveland right now for the three seed. And if they get the three seed, that I think changes a lot of the dynamics of what the Eastern Conference playoffs could look like. Cleveland's falling off, man. <clears throat> they've been playing it's, well the past couple games. No, but... LeBron has been playing well. Okay, that's different. Yeah. Their team, Kevin Love is a factor for yeah. sure. He, Those are the two most important players for Cleveland. They're going to have a tough... I know that they came and rallied back against the Raptors, but... It's, it's tough, man, to do that seven times in a series. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like everyone kind of has come back on Cleveland a bit. I'm still very uh, cautious, skeptical, yeah. skeptical in the whole matter. Um, it, the East has some decent teams. They don't have any team that really has set themselves apart. I think certain teams could really give Cleveland uh, fits. Um Philadelphia could because they're a little unconventional um, with a big man like that. No one on the Cavs want to see Embiid. Not no, a single for person. For sure. Who's going to guard him? Not a soul. Not a soul is guarding him. <laughs> no one's guarding Embiid. And that's what I think is what makes them so dangerous is Embiid and Simmons are such matchup nightmares for a lot of teams, especially Cleveland. But I guess from a broader perspective is if... Cleveland drops to the four. Okay, so they're only a half a game back. Cleveland has one more win than Philadelphia. But let's say Philadelphia takes that three spot. That means they're in the three-six matchup. That means Cleveland's in the four-five matchup. So if Toronto wins, they have to play most likely Cleveland in the second round. Toronto does not want to do that. No. And that means Philadelphia would be on the other side of the bracket. Who's five right now? Is that the Wizards? Five is the Pacers. Pacers? And the Wizards are six. I feel like... The Raptors, who are, I guess, the most likely, I think, besides Cleveland, to make it out of 
the I don't trust East, the Celtics. I yeah. think the Celtics well, might lose. Injured too. Who are they, who, uh, what are they right now? They're two. They're two. They're fifty-one and twenty. How many games up are they? Seven. They're, and they're okay, not getting so caught. they're locked in at the pretty two. much. Yeah. What is their potential uh, two uh, two seven match? Two seven would be the Heat right now. They do not want to face the Heat. <laughs> the Heat are kind of nice are right now. Weird. Yeah, they're the weird. The Heat are weird. No one knows what's going on there. They're really. kind of like so. Anyone who listens to the. Uh, uh, Mike Lombardi's NFL podcast. He talks about the unconventional swordsman. So the per- the team that can beat you in a bunch of different ways, you never know what's going to happen. So Philadelphia was that team last year. You know, you never they didn't they didn't establish the run first. They didn't set. It was just like whatever worked that time they could do. Mm-hmm. So that makes it impossible to it's guard against, against him them. because I mean you saw against the Patriots, Bill Belichick's no slouch when it comes to coaching. But it's so difficult, and granted, their defense not very good. But it's so hard to defend against a team that you don't know what they're going to do. And anyone on their team could pop anyone, off at any night. Yep, exactly. Yeah, the Heat have so many. I mean, what Drogic, James Johnson James had Johnson. like he had like forty two the other night, and then like um, Wade's playing. Wade's better. actually playing better. Hassan Whiteside might have. So it's just like you never really know what is going to happen with them. Yeah. I don't think they're like an exceptional team. Mm-hmm. They're real gritty. Mm-hmm. They're going to grind it out. But that the Celtics is, don't want that. They don't they want don't any want of that, that noise. They're young. I think the Celtics could get bounced in the first round. They could. It's scary. I think their most likely win, I think, would be against the Bucks, Because I think the Bucks are the exact opposite of the Heat. They're much more one-dimensional. And their one dimension is Giannis. Giannis is really good. He's tailed off slightly as the years went on. But at least you know what to do. At least you know what your game plan is going to be going to the game. Their defense is not great either. Right. The guy they have surrounding Giannis are not that good. And Jabari, I like Jabari. He's got a good game. We'll see. He's coming back from an injury. You never really know with those guys. But you guard Giannis, and if you have guys who can guard Giannis, like Jalen Brown could guard, can guard him. Uh, Osemele. No one can really guard him. No, but Giannis, like but they yeah. can they can bother him for long enough they that can he's him. not going to be as good. I think They did lose Smart, though. Smart's important for their defense. Kyrie but like Osemele is not either. the worst. As a defender option, um, they've got Mark, one of the Morris twins. I think one of the Morris twins could actually be a decent option against them. So that's what I'm thinking, is that hopefully what the, what the Celtics want, they want the Bucks to get higher. But they're going to be on the opposite side of the bracket if they're the two seed, right? And that's when they're going to run into problems. If they face Philly in the second round, they really don't want to see Philadelphia. I'll tell you that much, though. If they do get past the first round, which you're saying they may not, they really don't want to see Philadelphia. I think it'll be tough for them. I think they have a young team. They're going to learn a lot from this year. I'm not saying I think they're going to get bounced in the first round. I'm saying there's potential for it. Mm-hmm. Everyone forgets last year, the Bulls were, were were doing well with Rondo. Yeah, they were the eight seed. And they looked like they were going to beat the Celtics. Mm-hmm. And then, the, you know, the Celtics went on. They ended up going to the... Um, they it was played- 2-0. It in, was too old. In, in Boston. And things didn't look like good either. No. It wasn't like things that were like, oh, well, that was a close one. It was like... No, we got wiped. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess what I want to say is what makes Philadelphia so dangerous is their defense. Joel Embiid is very good at defense. Ben Simmons is an elite defender. Um, they have a, y- a lot of young guys playing high-level defense, and then veterans that can also back up that good defense. J.J. Reddick's an underrated defender. Smart defender. Smart defender. Um, they have guys who can plug in those roles. T.J. McConnell's a great defender. That dude will guard up from 90 feet. That dude, from 90. Yeah, dude he will. doesn't care. He'll just D up. Uh, and I like that, and I think that's what makes them so dangerous. Cleveland's not playing a lick of defense. They're still not. The Celtics, they play decent. They have some pretty good defenders on that team. The Raptors, uh, play good they defense. play good defense, but they have holes. I mean, DeMar DeRozan's not a great defender. Um, they have a good backline, I would say. But they're going to have trouble with big men and big guards. like Big guards like Simmons, like Fultz. That's a, those are some bigger guards. Um, they got Fred Van Vliet, not a giant guy. I mean, he's thick. But like Kyle Lowry, that's a short guy. Who's he guarding? Fred might be, he might be like, a, you know, I don't know if all of his attention is going to be on the game or <laughs> what? his car dealership, oh. Fred Van Fleet's van, fleet of vans. 
<laughs> so we don't know where his attention, who, if he really cares that much. Yeah, he might be much more worried about his car dealership. His Good fleet point. of vans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Van fleet. Van fleet. It's Van Vliet. I know, but he has a fleet. van fleet <laughs> of vans. Van he fleet? He has a van fleet. He has a van fleet. Yeah. Cool. Team that's been dropping recently, I will switch to the Western Conference real quick. The Nuggets. They've just been falling. Their defense is so bad. So bad. It's so bad. Yeah. It's impressively bad. Jokic is not a good defender. He's awesome in the offense. He scored like 20 points in the first half. He's really good, but he needs to get in shape. Yeah. He's still not in shape. He's young. I think he's only 21 or 22. I don't know if he'll ever really be that great. He I feel like he's kind of like a Dirk Nowitzki. There's a limit to how good he can Dude, be on defense. Dude, he's incredible. Dirk? Oh, no, not at defense. I'm just saying he's like he's an incredible player. Oh, I'm saying l- limit on defense. He's Like True. Dirk, he's a, a very effective offensive player. Probably going to be your best offensive player, but he's going to struggle on defensive end. My thing is, it's not imperative that he is the best defender on your team. You know what I mean? Like a like, Steph Curry. They need to be just not crappy. Damian Lillard, for example, but getting a lot better at defense, not a liability anymore but if you surround him with you know like the warriors for example a few years ago back when i andre was like in his downhill of his prime but still in his prime you have clay thompson who's mm-hmm. a lead defender he had bogut who's a great rim defender you surrounded curry with players who mass his deficiencies on yeah, defense they do he was a smart defender but he can't he doesn't have the foot speed and all that some of the other stuff that you need to be an elite, elite defender. But you can still be a good defensive team, you know, in lieu of that. Uh, that's what they're doing at Houston right now, too. They have a bunch of stopgap guys that kind of plug up the holes. Yep. P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker. Um, Ariza. Mm-hmm. Um, players like that who more than... Uh, or Chris Capella, Paul, Capella. Great defender. You know, James Chris Harden Paul's doesn't have to be as to good. Be. Exactly. James Harden does not have to be the best defender on that team. He never That's... has to guard the best guy. He can be put on the guy in the corner. He can guard the J- Josh McRoberts of yeah. your team. That's a freaking old reference. That's all I could think of. That dude just Troy go. Murphy. That dude stood in the corner and didn't do a whole lot. Um, so, okay. So, this is making me... The, the Houston's actually scaring me a little bit. Because mm-hmm. I was thinking, like, they're not going to get those calls, but... They don't have to have an offense. What do you, you mean? You know by what I that? mean? Like, they don't really have to have an offense. Like, yeah, they run some stuff, but like they don't have like you know, D'Antoni's not an amazing coach when it comes to plays. Right. He's they not don't run plays the, really. Mm-hmm. They run a high screen with Compella or Hart, you know what I mean? They run a high screen and then that's it. And if that doesn't work, James Harden just goes ISO. He's so good at ISO, though. It's, it's kind of crazy. crazy. He's it's probably, crazy. He could be behind Jordan, the best ISO player. You so, know what I mean? In the league. That's what people are saying. That's what... Yeah. It's possible. Could, the dude's an I amazing totally ISO player. They ISO a lot. But here's the thing. So it could go one of two ways. You stop the, their offense, and they go ISO. And that's a good thing. Because they're just... It's hard to go ISO for... dimensional Yeah. Yeah. The other thing is, if you stop them and they still can kill you because all they do is ISO. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. it can kind of go one of two ways. I'm not sure which it's going to go. I'm leaning towards it not working in the playoffs. Yeah, but I've thought more about it. And I th- I th- I think that's a, p- a potential more of a potential than I originally thought. It kind of limits a lot of factors when you make it an ISO game. When you make an ISO game, it's one on one. It's True. you only have to be better than one defender. You your your side, you know, players kind of like Russell, Russell Westbrook. He always had that shooting guard who wasn't very effective. When you ISO, you make that person not as important. But in the playoffs, the one thing I would say is if you have that kind of player or players that aren't effective, then you have a Bogut guarding Tony Allen situation. Where that guy can sag off so much that it's really playing two defenders on one. So but we'll if see. If you sag off too much on those players, they're going to hit threes. So we'll see how they hit their threes. You know, PJ Tucker's a decent yeah. three point shooter. Ariza's a decent three point shooter. Uh, Gordon's a good player. Mm-hmm. So they don't really have. Are you are you worried about the Warriors' injuries right now? I'm not worried about any of their injuries besides Steph's. Yeah, I think they're resting all of their other players. Because sure. they, I looked it up. 
they're essentially locked in to the two seed. They need to. They are playing the Suns twice. And if they win those two games, no, they need to win one. Oh, really? They need to win one game the rest of the season. They'll do that, and they will do that against the Suns. I guarantee that. Yeah, <laughs> the Suns are really bad and don't want to win. Nope, I wouldn't want to win if I was the Suns either. <laughs> They're doing a great job of not winning. They are. Um, KD seemed like more of a precaution. Um, you really know, weird injury, rib injury, like yeah, yeah. Uh, non something rib fracture. Yeah, kind of weird. Um, Draymond has just kind of been like sick. He had a throat thing. Yeah. Clay should be coming back already. Katie's coming back. Katie's coming back soon. Clay's coming back soon. They need to get a little bit of positive momentum because I was watching the game yesterday last night, yeah. and they the, look good in the first half. Yeah, but the problem is the energy. They just don't have that. You could see their dejected faces at certain moments. They don't have that extra little oomph that you need to win games. It's tough too because. I mean, this was their, like, starting lineup. And they're all gone. Quinn Cook. Yeah. <laughs> Swaggy, Swaggy P. P. Uh, was Iguodala starting? I don't remember. Um, but, like, at their lineups, you'll see, like, Quinn Cook, you know, Iguodala, uh, Swaggy P, Javel, David West, or, like, yeah, that's, Kevin Looney that's not a, Kevin Looney and David West. It's or like Jordan Bell. Yeah, that's not a Jordan Bell. It's like... Those are good role players. They're not the guys that can run your offense. Scoring is going to be difficult, and that's what they've had a hard time with. They've held every team to super low score totals. I mean, like 90 to 80-something, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I've been impressed with Quinn Cook. We need an off-the-bench score. He's been and good. He seems like he's the person this year. Yep. Uh, Pat Pat McCall was that person last year. Um, Ian Clark and Leandro Barbosa were the, the people the prior years. Um And... We need someone like the we, the, the royal we. <laughs> the Warriors, yeah. The so, Warriors. So, like, they need an off-the-bench scorer, and Quinn Cook looks like he's going to be that person. Yeah, it's tough. I thought it could have been Swaggy P. It's definitely not. It's not. I don't know why. Regardless, it looks like we're not going to have the two-time MVP playing in the first round. That's what it looks like. Which is, which sucks. But, on the other hand, his knee is messed up. His ankles are messed up. It might give him an extra couple of weeks to recover his ankles. Yeah. That he wouldn't I'm have I'm more before. worried about his ankles than his knee. His, he said his ankles weren't going to get to 100% until the offseason. What does that mean? He needs probably need surgery. You think so? Could be. I don't think so. Or he just needs good rehab. I think he just needs good rehab and rest. Yeah. So, so I'm saying maybe maybe the six weeks that he's out could help, you know, heal his ankles. Hopefully. That's what I'm looking for. His ankle, none of the ankle injuries look that bad. It no, kind of looked like kinda... a series of small tweaks. Yeah, and but that builds up. And then it does. makes scar tissue, and it's a problem. It does. One person that's never been injured is freaking LeBron James, and he's making kind of a later push for the MVP. He's putting up a lot of LeBron stat lines of the twenty-seven, nine and nine, or something like that. A forty, twelve and nine. I mean, that dude's an animal. So, who I guess would with eight games left in the season, who would be your front runner for the MVP? Harden. Harden. Hands down. Best yep. team. Best, best player. team. Best player. Do we have to even he, talk about it anymore? It's it's his time. It is. He That's deserved it last year. That's the biggest thing. He deserved it last year. Could have made an argument two years, though. He deserved it when Curry won it. Mm-hmm. When Curry won back-to-back Yeah, MVPs. but they won like 72 games. That I mean, they... No, they won... 73. That was no, the 73 the, the, season. that was last year. That was two years ago. So yeah. three years ago, there was an argument for Harden to win MVP. They didn't win 72 last year. They won 72 two years ago. They won or seventy three. Yeah, what? That's what I'm saying. So like last year, Westbrook won. Mm-hmm. Year before Curry won. Yeah, it. so that's the Curry year that he would be argued for. That's the no, year that they. No, won. no, no. I'm saying the year before that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm saying the year before Curry won his second MVP. Curry's first MVP season. Okay, his I'm first MVP season. You, you that's can make what... an argument for. Okay, I can see that. I can see that season. A lot of people think that what or that Harden should have won it that year. I think this is his year. I think this is his year, too. Honestly, I, there, I mean, there's honorable mentions. Like, LeBron's been an absolute monster. That dude carries. Anthony Davis made Hard a late carries. push. Anthony I Davis. said in the beginning of the season, it was either going to be Harden or LeBron, and it looks like it's coming down to Yeah, and I said uh, my pick was LeBron. I remember at the beginning of the season. So, the put, getting it close, I think LeBron's problem is his team isn't as good. So, if you're not on the best team, that kind of is a demerit against you. I think right now it's got to be Harden. I think it's going to be Harden. He's putting up the stats. He's he's on the best team. I don't see why he doesn't win it this year. It's kind of a cut and dry 
um, race this year, but we'll kind of cover it at the end of the season. Yeah, when the we'll regular go. season's over, I think we'll we'll come back to that and we'll do rewards for each position, each you know, each thing. What we think, yeah, and then we'll also recap our over unders. We'll might have to, might not have to do that. Possibly, uh, we'll just do, do a quick. We'll do a blog post. We'll we'll do oh, a post okay. on um, our over unders and what happened, cool. so we don't have to talk about the whole thing for sure. Okay, we'll do that for everybody. Um, something that. It's kind of exciting, kind of interesting. A lot of players are declaring for the NBA draft. Leangelo Ball is one of those players. Number one pick, Leangelo. You think Leangelo's number one? You're crazy. I don't think so, man. Three-star recruit coming out of high school. Um, you know, he got a he got a scholarship to UCLA because of his older brother. He wasn't going to start. He got arrested in China. Um, you know, he's in Lithuania now. That just screams first number. He's first playing on our pick. Yeah. yeah, he's playing uphill. Yeah, I don't know. It, he okay, so he did actually just put up seventy two points the other night, right yeah. after he declared against children. But <laughs> it was it was all a big marketing scheme that Lavar put into place to get people talking about. Well, I guess he put up seventy. He was the tallest and biggest dude on the court. <laughs> it's like Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> It really does. There's some random team from China called the Dragons or something. One kid was 18 and he was smaller than me and he was worse than me. <laughs> I was watching it. There is not a lot of good players in that. In yeah, that the game. big baller classic or whatever <clears throat> was not a high level competition. No. He did put up 72 though. ESPN ranked that league that he's in the 11th worst non-NBA league. Do you know how far you have to sink to get to that? A step below that is UB men's <laughs> club basketball team, okay? That's a step below the league that Leandro's playing in. It's bad. That is yeah. bad. I Okay, so I don't think he's a great prospect, but putting up 72 reminds me a lot of his brother's game where he put up like 90-something points. Yeah, it's going to get picked apart. Yeah, he's playing against crappy competition, but he still had to sh- like make threes. He still had to shoot well. He still had to be the guy scoring. Um, I mean, he put the biscuit in the basket regardless. Yeah, but if you sag off on every play and just pretty much stand in the other side and wait for the other team to miss because they suck and then have an easy layup, like, yeah, you, there's no skill in I that. I actually saw a breakdown of that game, the 90-something point game, and yeah. he did kind of cherry-pick a little, but the amount of cherry-picking that the, they... Thought he did was way less, less than what he actually did. He's actually a five. He was a five star recruit. The younger one, yes. Yeah, Lamelo. Lamelo was a legitimate prospect. Right. Leangelo yeah. is not. He's not ready for the NBA. Clearly, he I think, will never be ready for the NBA. I think he, there's a chance. Yeah, he probably won't. He's not big enough. He uses his size to his advantage in the smaller leagues, and there's not small people in D leagues or NBA. I was saying like maybe he'd play on some sort of a G League team or something. Not even a G Tiny. League, but like Summer League. Mm. Like get picked up for like a Summer League game. Because I there's I don't see any way he's drafting. I see no way that it's he's gonna drafting. It's gonna be really tough. Unless yeah. a team does it for like publicity. But the the rosters are so small in the NBA you can't really do that. Like the Suns? Well like in baseball, you can pick up a player and just have it be, you know, like how the Mariners drafted uh, Russell Wilson in like the seventh round or right. something like that. It's like Russell Wilson's a you know Super Bowl MVP quarterback. MVP quarterback. He's not going to. He's baseball. not playing for you ever. <laughs> no, he might play some spring league games. Yeah. It might be fun. He is never playing for you. Yeah. I can see Leangelo. It's so hard to get the names right. Lamelo, Leangelo, Laquisha. You know all of them. Uh, I can't see him playing in the NBA anytime soon, but I could see him stepping up the leagues at least. I could see him playing like a Euro basket or something. Yeah, you know, could, like Yeah, he could definitely play in a Euro. I think he's got game. I mean, he's a decent scorer. I just think... The younger he, brother? No, the oh, older one, Leangelo. Okay. I could Leandro. see... I mean, I don't think he's that bad. I think he's a decent player. Um, yeah, decent stroke. I think he's a pretty good scorer. He's got a good stroke. Like, his stroke is the least jacked up of all of them. Um, he's got a decent frame, so I think he'd be able to take a little bit of higher level competition. When they were playing in their other games, I sadly say, I did see some of their other games in Lithuania where they played um, Ruslan's brother or Nikolov and Miroslav and all those. Oh, okay. Just the Russians or just any 
It's just random honkies. <laughs> uh, basically, he was their best player still, even in those games, when they're playing high-level competition. When they were playing in the Lithuanian League, not just the Big Baller Classic League, yeah. which was supposed to be a little bit better, um, he was still scoring 25 points. You know, He was still their leading scorer, still getting like 8-9 rebounds. I mean, he was a decent player. Um, so I could definitely see him taking a step up in at least the competition he's playing and try a different kind of league. I just don't think they will get the same kind of control that they had with this weird Lithuanian crap. For so sure. we'll see. We'll see what they do with the youngest brother kind of interesting i feel bad for him i feel like he's getting the shaft a little he's playing against competition that's just like terrible well it's Ch- kind of Chino Hills is pretty terrible too i mean that's the competition they played at chino oh, hills that? were really bad mm-hmm. so they'll probably come back and play aau against better competition um i know chino hills that's like the you know suburbs in la or in california the competition they're playing is not great same with like zion williamson um out of south carolina he got committed to duke um, he's the number two prospect, but the competition he was playing was dunking on a bunch of little white kids. <laughs> dunking on a bunch of little white kids, exactly. He is a he has got a grown man body though. Like that <laughs> dude dunks heavy. <laughs> that dude is thuck. That's a thick boy. Um, you can definitely go to our Facebook page and see some videos by Zion Williamson dunking the ball. It's awesome. That it's- dude can throw down. We'll see what kind of game he actually has, but I love that he's a lefty and he's putting it he's putting it in hard. Oh boy, gonna move on. Um, speaking of big old thick boys, we're gonna move on to the NFL. Ndamukong Sue recently signed with the LA Rams, one year, fourteen million dollars. What do you say? Man, I would not want to be <laughs> a team in the NFC West. <laughs> Scary, dude. The Rams, like their sent, like their front four, just like Aaron Donald and Ndamukong Sue. That is like <laughs> that's a that's enough. huge headache. <laughs> you NFL know, the interior the pressure is mm-hmm. so crazy. Don't, like, Sue is an asshole, <laughs> right? And he's going to do some weird stuff, but he can still play. Um, But to see, I don't know how teams, you can't chip on the inside, really. You know, you can chip with a running back, maybe on like a you can double like him. a play action, but double. So okay, what are you gonna double Both Sue and Donald? You're gonna need six offensive linemen, and then that means you're still going one on one on the outside. That's crazy because they run a four three, right? I think they switch it up a lot. I think they're a mix system. They're a mix. Yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah. Russell Wilson, they have no O line in Seattle. He must be petrified. <laughs> He must be so scared. That I think it's a really good signing by them. Yeah, strength on a strength. That's another Mike Lombardi thing. You know, you have one strength and you you add another strength to it to make it a super strength. In a one year fourteen million dollar deal, was it one year fourteen? I just yeah. know that he's getting paid. It's 14 one year. Mil. Okay, it's one year, which I think is better because that gives you flexibility. But it also gives you a, a short window at being really good. And I think you've seen this happen a lot in the NFL, where teams will sign one player for a short deal that gives them a little boost to try and win that championship. Right now, the Rams have a quarterback on a rookie contract, which is the best time to win a championship, in my opinion, because it allows you to spend money elsewhere. Think about the Patriots. They signed um, Darrell Rivas to a contract, which helped them win a championship. Uh, the Eagles will sign someone... For they signed who they signed last felon year. Felon Bennett. Oh no, different. Uh, I thought you were talking about this year. You just wanted to say that he is a felon. <laughs> we're yeah, very anti Bennett f- family family here. Yeah, mostly you. I don't no, like him either. I hey man, I try to give him a shot. Listen to the Bill Simmons podcast, and they're just very frustrating to listen to. Yeah, and it's not <clears throat> just they're just annoying. I don't think they're as hot shit as they think they are. That's the thing. They think they're like the greatest thing you can ever. great at football great at basketball whatever that doesn't mean like you're great at you can talking do great stuff great at- like you can do good stuff off the like off the field and i know that they don't do a good like the nfl and stuff they don't do a great job of publicizing all the things people do off the field mm-hmm. but i mean these guys just like they don't 
I don't know. All they care about is like get. And you see Michael Bennett at the end of games, you know, the way he takes cheap shots and stuff like that. He tries to act like a stand up dude, but like then he does these things like pushing an older, like pushing over an old lady. Yeah. And like, I don't really know like, how you defend that really, though. No, that's like, what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, we all make mistakes, but like, dude, you got a track record with like doing dirty stuff. Yeah. And like, I don't follow his career. I don't know everything about him, but like, I try to give him a decent shot, but like, he keeps doing this weird stuff. Mm hmm. Whatever. Whatever. Back to the Rams. I'm really interested to see what they do. I saw a rumor out there that they might try and trade, actually, for Odell Beckham, which I think is crazy that Odell Beckham's even on the market right now. I think that'd be crazy and awesome to see if he's playing at the level that they want him to. What do you think about Odell Beckham getting traded? I don't know traded? if they'd be able to do that. But do you think Odell Beckham is going to get traded, or do you think he's going to stay? He'll probably stay. The Giants want him to stay. The Giants can't move him. Yeah. Um... Odell's great, but it's a tough personality to have in your yeah. locker room, I think, sometimes. It's a lot of personalities when you got Ndamukong Sue, too, in there. There's <laughs> only too many. There's only so many culture people you can really have, unless, like, you're an asshole coach. Right. You know? And shut all that. And you can have people stay in line. Like, you can say whatever you want about the the Bengals, and, like, they do dirty stuff, but, like... For the most part, like, who is it? Marvin Lewis? Yeah. He could coach. Yeah. He kept him in line for the most part. And he part. won a lot of games with Andy Dalton's quarterback. Yeah. So. You gotta say something about that. Uh, another personality that might join the NFL would be Johnny Manziel. Might be bad. Yo, I hope so. <laughs> I kind of like Johnny Manziel. I don't know why. Johnny Manziel's not that bad. He was never really that bad. He was probably the best Browns quarterback since Derek Anderson. I could. Why not have Manziel in? Like, as a backup quarterback, you have to pay him nothing. Nothing. All he wants is to play in the NFL. And I think he's good enough to play in the NFL. He was a, he had a good arm. He was great mobility. He's undersized, I get that. But his I remember his hands being bigger than a lot of people assumed. He's a, a good talent. He's already drafted in the first round once. You know what I mean? I think... There's a reason why teams are looking at him. The Patriots are looking at him. Well, he didn't leave the NFL because he was a bad player. It's yeah. because his life was in chaos. You and he know? needed to go to rehab and stuff. Yeah. So he didn't leave because he was bad at football. It wasn't like Jamarcus Russell. No. Who's just not good at football. It's like when he played, he was, you know, Effective. decent. He was yeah. young. He yeah. didn't know, like, all the ins and outs. So he w- he wasn't as good as he could have been. But someone who wants to turn his life around, man, I hope he does well. Uh, always room for people like that. I heard that the story about him wearing a wig and going to a casino, he said it was real. It was yeah. true. He actually did that, which I think yeah. is crazy. He's No, he was crazy. Yeah. Um, here's, okay. Here's one of the reasons why I kind of respect what he's doing. Like, I don't love him as a person mm-hmm. because, but he at least admits that he wasn't a good person. He's you know, like, I think that's to... what sets things apart is when people, like when Mike Vick came back. You know, I, like, the whole dogfighting thing, like, super messed up. But, Mm -hmm. like, at least I respected the fact that he's, like, yeah, like, that was really messed up. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, people who, like, try to make amends for past failures. Yeah. Opposed to just being, like, well, you didn't focus on all the good stuff I did. You know? And not really getting over their deficiencies. You need to repent. You need to repent a little bit. I guess. So, like, I think it'd be cool to give him a... I just... He's better than some of the backup quarterbacks. Do you think Matt McGloin is better than Johnny Manziel? The only thing is he might take reps away. Like, Manziel's not QB backup ready, where a lot of backups, you just want someone who can play. Because during the season, the backup quarterback's not getting a lot of reps. So a lot of people will sign a backup quarterback. It might seem expensive at the time, but you're paying him because if you have a young quarterback, you don't want the old, like two young quarterbacks biting for mm-hmm. practice time you only have so much practice time like a mcgloin he only needs five minutes to make sure his arm is still like working and <laughs> then he's fine good, but yeah yeah but that then that's it yeah he doesn't need a lot of like he doesn't need any more minutes mm-hmm. more minutes isn't going to change anything for him really so i think the best situation for manzel would be a quarterback that's tenured that he can grow a little bit and kind of get back into shape and back into nfl being ready for the NFL, a practice squad would be good, or um, you know, just low level, like being on a team in some sort of capacity, but not necessarily playing. I think would be good because just being involved in an organization, I think, would be a step up and a good thing for him. For sure. 
We're going to move on to the a rule that was recently passed by the NFL. A lot of problems was with the catch rule. And the new catch rule, just we're going to run it down fast. Basically, uh, it's point. It's two hands on the ball, two points of contact. And then uh, if you make a move, like a third step or a lunge or something, that, Reaching does, out. that does not count with the overall catch. So if you catch a ball, lunge, and turn, and the ball falls out, it's fine. Still catch. Still catch. So I know uh, people out there had such a problem with that the catch rule before i didn't have a problem with the catch rule before i, really I thought it was fine i thought it was very easy to understand the ball falls out it's not a catch if the ball move see that was the thing if the ball jostles around it's not a catch yeah i think both rules are fine honestly this one it's hopefully people complain less because that's that's the, really the problem oh my the complaining. god everyone everyone i talk to i like the nfl but this catch rule thing i can barely watch like people talk about like that in the protests like if you paid attention more the Catcher wouldn't be a problem for you. Yeah, I guess for the average fan. Yeah, because the the people like us that watched the NFL a lot, I don't think the catcher was a problem. I think it was fairly easy to understand. I was pretty much right every single time that they they called it. I think that officials did a great job at calling it. Honestly, it's really the seen, fans. Well, and the only person who really had to seem had issues with is Mike Pereira, who couldn't figure it out for if his <laughs> life depended on it. <laughs> Those dudes are always wrong. If you could bet on a re- like a replay. I would just fade whatever Mike Pereira said, and I would be a millionaire. He, I do not understand how he's, he's in never the right. He's always wrong. So funny, but yeah. So the NFL rule changed the rule about the catch. Um, the Des Bryant one would have been a catch. The Jesse James one from last year would have been a catch. Stuff like that. So be on the lookout when you're watching games. Now you know. See, but the thing is, like, I didn't at the time. Those weren't catches to me. The yeah. Jesse James one was Both incredibly were right. clear. Yep. Both were called correct. And that's what I... Both rules are fine. I think you just have to stick with one of them. And if this makes it easier and better, I'm fine with it. I was fine with the other rule, though. Honestly, uh, I kind of like the other rule. Apparently, that's what they went with during the Super Bowl. They did. They went with a new catch rule opposed oh, to... Oh, in the Super Bowl? Yeah. I don't like them not telling us. I know. That was kind of weird. I don't right? appreciate it. NFL, please tell us. Call the Master of Mediocrity or put us... Send us an email at mediocritypod at gmail.com and we'd like to know Or tweet it. us at mediocritypod. Or send us a DM on Instagram at the Masters of Mediocrity. Any of those. You can follow us on all those, and we're going to sign out right now. Um, quick live read. MrBallCaps.com, greatest selection of vintage hats and clothing, accessories on the open market. We have uh, we are going to be restocking the Cucumbas hats very soon, fitted, on field. I mean, you wear this thing, people are going to think you're Keanu Reeves. Um so check it out. Use uh, promo code TMOM at checkout for 15% off. Again, it's like I'm giving this shit away. Just take it. Don't think about it. Just buy it. it makes great uh, Easter gifts. It makes great anytime gifts. Uh, so TMOM at checkout for 15% off all products at MrBallCaps.com. And everyone go to iTunes, leave a rating and a review and a comment. Five stars if you have a less than five stars. Send us an email. At the, the, Let uh, us know you want us to change. <laughs> and mediocritypod at gmail.com. We are very impressionable. We will change for you. <laughs> Frazier, so excited for you to move into Boston. We're going to do this over the web. We're going to keep giving the people what they want. Thanks. Thanks, internet. All right. Love you all. Have a good night. Love you. Bye.